This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues, comic podcast. Zero issues, zero issues. Zero issues, comic podcast. So that means, uh, welcome to the show, but also it's, we're doing a full lightning round, uh, this week. And if you are not familiar with that, basically we're just doing a bunch of short little bits, no one big topic for the main topic sort of thing. Uh, so things that could not possibly pad out an entire episode. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, so very quickly, I am Merc. I'm Kyle. I'm Bri. Not gonna go easy on you, Dad. Okay? For the very first topic, I have a game. <gasps> and that, that game. game that game is one that I've gone back to a couple times. It's Super Fight. Super Fight. I want you to both pick a number, one to six. Or roll a dice if you got it. Roll it if you got it. Four. Merc's got four. Bry's got... Six. Okay. And do it again. Not just once. Do it twice. Two. Okay. Bry, what's your other number? Three. So, for this round of Super Fight, this is Super Fight, the most powerful characters in all existence. <gasps> so, Merc. Stilt ca- Man. Jughead. Merc. Merc, your character is... Firestorm. Okay. Oh my. He's the very nuclear powerful. man. He is. That's right. The nuclear And he man. has two guns. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Your character is Gohan. Nice. And he has a Batarang. Whoa. The most powerful characters who don't ever do anything. Yeah. Oh. Also on the list was uh, Black Bolt, Kyle Rayner, Liz Sherman, and Balder. Ah, oh, Balder. Balder? Yeah. What? Baldest. He's the brave. He's brave. I guess. Yeah. He's got a sword and a helmet. Oh, he's a great. And a tunic. He doesn't do uh, Do you have a sword and a helmet and a tunic? Checkmate. Uh, yeah. All right. Who wins? You got me there. Who wins in a fight? Uh, Firestorm. Okay, I'll do my thing now. Yeah. Um, Tell me. I'll just change your molecular structure. But I mean, uh, he, you're not gonna you're gonna, not gonna you open up a... with the two guns, huh? <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna lead into that. I'll change you into a cat. Okay. And then I'll shoot the cat with Whoa. two guns. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> Firestorm would I Firestorm do that? I mean, I feel like Doctor Stein would probably do that. Before the show, I asked Merc about cat advice and. I yeah. guess the advice is shoot two cats. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when you you have four cats. Uh, you want to shoot. You, you shoot, shoot two them. of them. You still got two left. <laughs> exactly. The issue is I'm only starting with two cats, Merck. Well, then just bring one gun to the fight. Okay. All right. Checks out. Here's uh, my thing, though, is that you you can turn him into a cat, and I mean, like, Dr- Gohan is from the Dragon Ball universe, and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a, like, transforming people all over the place. I don't think it changes his power. And, like, getting shot with bullets, 
like it really just is a mild irritance to to most Dragon Ball characters because it's a partially a fight com manga, partially a comedy manga. So I don't think that makes him less powerful. Um, what? Uh, so he they bounces off of him, and uh, he he's a cat dressed like the Great Saiyan Man with the helmet and everything. I've just decided that's mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, so he cape. sort of shrugs off the 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 bullets. It's a mild irritation. Uh, he so he throws the batarang at uh, at the chest thing. His you know his firestorm chest thing. He aims yeah, it right his at weird seatbelt thing. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. So he throws it at that. Keeps me intact. Does that do anything? Keeps me safe. I <laughs> I am intangible. Okay. Ooh. So our weapons have proven useless. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'll shoot I you again. Yeah, this is gonna go on forever. Uh, I'll change your molecular structure again. Uh, you are now Mitch McConnell. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Gohan is Mitch McConnell. Uh, and now, and now, I just hand you the gun so you can shoot yourself. He does, <laughs> but it still <laughs> doesn't segment. work. Oh. Next segment, please. <laughs> Ten straight days of record-breaking gas. For my bit, there's a new Hulk versus Thor banner of war thing that's out at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a f- apparently a five part series. Um, unless it does well, through, unless it does well, I'm, well, I'm sure this is. I know this is leading into something else, right? But uh, I collect Thor anyway. I enjoy Hulk. I don't collect it generally, but I get the odd thing. And I thought, oh, what, what the hell? I just the first three were out on the same week, so there's like. Banner of War Part One, which I think is just like a the a, the first standalone thing. Then it's Thor twenty five and Hulk number seven. Mm. So you got the first three. I was like, ah, I'm gonna get Thor anyway, yeah. so just so yeah. I know what's going on. May as well, I'll do that. Damn you, Marvel! You did it again. So I don't know if, how up to date you are on Hulk. Well, he's I, a I, spaceship I, now, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Hulk has now separated himself into three parts. Banner is like a psychic pilot inside of Spaceship Hulk, although it's really just like Hulk with a backpack. Like a <laughs> he's also got a cool visor and a visor. Yeah, he looks like uh like Weapon X Wolverine, where he's got like the yeah the weird a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like he had like a backpack on like a kid's backpack and like a visor with <laughs> whose hair could go out the top. It's like I'm going to school. Fanny <laughs> I'm pack. A spaceship. Yeah. Um. He's Dustin from Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. From Burger King things. <laughs> From Burger things. And then the third part is is Hulk's psyche, which is fueling the whole thing with his rage mm-hmm. in the quote unquote engine room. So it's like a uh, a simulated battle that he gets put into these battles. That the more he fights and the bigger things that he fights, the more rage comes out. The more power he powers this Hulk spaceship with. Mm-hmm. So apparently what's happened previously is in El Paso, something happened and a bunch of people were killed. Um, so the Avengers and everybody are like, we once again, we need to deal with the yeah. Hulk problem. Yep. So, and, but apparently Banner is realizing this too. So he takes the spaceship Hulk and is like, I'm just going to go find a place to go and so I don't hurt anybody. Yeah, so that's what's basically is happening. Thor is now after him, and so it's basically just Thor battling Hulk, and it gets f- weird. Hulk is shooting lasers out of his eyes, <laughs> and 
has like gamma explosions and apparently there's like I'm not I don't want to give stuff away read it it's not a bad read if you want to check it out there's other things going on uh Iron Man shows up and he's got celestial hulkbuster armor sure 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 yeah sure <laughs> whatever so yeah and Gohan so- shows up and he's a cat <laughs> With a battery. And then uh, uh, Odin has died, by the way. Um, yeah. Has officially died. But his spirit is now... There was a big thing with uh, Mjolnir that there was like a spirit, like a, a an ascension storm that mm-hmm. was powering Mjolnir. And he actually had to defeat this. So they defeated it, but then it killed Odin in the process. Now Odin is inside Mjolnir. So now Thor is the only one that can hear Odin. It's actually pretty interesting because it's like a father and son yeah. thing and he hate each other. Um, so when they, the two of them start fighting, when Thor and Hulk start fighting, they're like, oh my God, I think Thor's like talking to Sif, who's the new, uh, like Heimdall is, has been gone for a long time. Yeah. So Sif, Sif is the new like guard of the, uh, the Rainbow Bridge. It yeah. can transport people all over the place. And basically he's like, Sif, you have to get us out of here because otherwise we're going to destroy this planet. Like, we need put us somewhere where we're not going to do any damage. Yeah. So Sif transports them to what is called the Black Hand of God, uh, which is like this tournament spot that it's apparently like, you know, it's like your typical tournament thing where they put two heroes in or to put two characters in and they fight and whatever. Okay. Uh, but apparently it's a severed hand of a celestial. Hmm. Which leads me to the question of why I had that huge lead up. There's the, also like there's nowhere, which is the severed head of a celestial. Yeah, yeah. So now there's a severed hand of a celestial. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are just pieces of severed celestial well, floating around? I, I would I would argue it's probably all the same celestial. It might be. Yeah. Could it be? Could be. His foot yeah. is going to show guy. up somewhere. Yeah. You know. Doctor Druid and Quasar live there. They're roommates inside the Celestial's foot. The sciatic left. That's leg that's that God. foot that comes down at the end of uh, Monty Python. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Is there like a cosmic market in a floating Celestial butt? Hmm. Yeah, ego is ego is actually just a uh, Celestical. <laughs> <laughs> I had more jokes, but that tops it, and I have nothing. Good night, else. everybody. I mean, James Gunn, are you done making Guardians 3? You could uh, you could fit that in there. <laughs> fit that joke. <laughs> Gross. My name is James Gunn. That's the end of my bag. All right. Uh, I'm going to steer away from similar topics to uh, two of you because we, you know, sometimes we touch on similar things. I'm going to do, uh, I'm, I have a list of five canceled comic book cartoons. You have to pick one to bring okay. back and also say, like, why you bring it back, what you do with it, whatever you want. And on the chance that, like, you have no strong feelings about any of these five comic book cartoons, eh, just pick something else. Something else canceled. Okay. Like a show or something like that, like a TV show based on a comic book that you would bring back and uh, why and what you do with it. So the, th- okay. the five I have, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, come on, uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Wolverine and the X-Men, the CGI Green Lantern, the animated series, and uh, Silver Surfer from the 90s, if you remember that one. Uh, I'll go first. Silver Surfer from the 90s, please. Yes. It was so good bad. Like, it it was very limited just by... Now, does Hank Hill get to show up on this? Please. (laughs) 
found these boys whacking off on a surfboard. Um, <laughs> it was interesting because it tried and yeah. it went into like areas mm-hmm. with characters that had never really been done and have rarely been done that well. Well, not even say that well that much since like they just had stuff in there just like let's all this cosmic stuff that a lot of Marvel animated just ignores. I, like the animation was bad too. It was not particularly good so like they had cg that wasn't quite there yet but i mean they were yeah trying to make it look kirby though which i appreciate the attempt it was an interesting try and it was yeah it was mixing the the cgi with kind of crappy (laughs) animation so it and the cgi hadn't they haven't perfected that quite yet they're obviously much better now you could do the cgi Mm. stuff or have it all computer whatever but yeah a much better look to it uh and really explore some of those uh, uh, cosmic things, and even just taking storylines that exist. Yeah. There's so, like the Annihilation and whatever. Just take any of those and just play off that. That'd and be then neat. that would introduce all the different uh, factions and worlds and whatever. That's all I got. I want to say Wolverine and the X-Men. I think I think very similar to the, the Silver Surfer one. There's a lot of like, that, that show was what, like 10, 12 years ago now? Was it 10 years? It feels like probably I don't. Yeah, it's you know, it's at least it's longer ago than I want to think. I think. Yeah, (laughs) I want to say it's more than ten. Okay, maybe. And it's it's probably six years ago for God's sake. Uh, (laughs) But that was a show where like it did a lot, and I didn't I didn't see a ton of it. Uh, I, I readily admit, but it did do a lot, and it pulled a lot of stuff out of more modern X Men comics, which. You know, there, there's yeah. no other outlet for that besides the the movies, which never really seem to do that too much. Right. Um, and I think for a show called Wolverine and the X-Men, it could adapt the comic book Wolverine and the X-Men, Ooh. which it didn't really. No. Uh, well, I, that might have come after it. Actually, I just looked it up. It was uh, 2009 the cartoon was out. I'm just wondering oh, wow. when Wolverine and the X-Men, the comic, was 2011. Okay. So the show came before the comic, but I mean, again, if they were oh. to bring it back, I mean, if you have Wolverine in a like you're like in a leadership position, that would be fun. Yeah, I but like your answer. The, that Wolverine in the comic or Wolverine in the X Men comic was was just like a fun book to read, and they could adapt that very well into an animated format. They could do other stuff. You know, they were dealing with with the death of Jean and the death of Xavier, who was actually in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he was in the future. Got you. <laughs> gotcha. Thought of his dad, but I'm in the future. Uh, they could do House of X stuff. They could do all sorts of stuff with that. And yeah. it, it could have a, a run of, you know, equal length to, to X-Men Evolution and do fun stuff with the characters like that show did. Uh, For sure. I, w- I would just, I'd want that show to come back and I'd want them to adapt stuff from the comics. Like it was, is basically it was my answer. Yeah. Like, and they had like the, the sort of like the bad future thing and they were sort of teasing that they would mm-hmm. like, you know, they changed the past and then the bad future would change so they could like do two things at the same time and like cover different eras in like kind of a, a more condensed format, which I mean, there's so much you could do with that. Yeah. For sure. Um, I really like the character design. Honestly, it was, it was just like, it was clean nice looking character design yeah maybe maybe get cyclops out of the trench coat eventually because it's yeah stupid but it was just very sad so he needed to Mm, wear a trench coat that's how i feel when i'm sad sad 
Yeah. But and uh, also, yeah, for sure. Trench Cody. <laughs> um, my my automatic response is I put Spectacular Spider-Man first because that's my automatic response, but I'm not choosing it because that's too mm. easy. I'm going to go with uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, which is also mm. a pretty, uh, you know, maybe that was a pretty easy It's a pretty solid show. Mm. It's it, That was a really good, yeah, I thought it was like a solid show. It, they did a very good job sort of introducing um, a classic comic style Avengers uh, around the time or just before, you know, they were kind of doing the MCU. It was almost like a proto animated MCU in a way, it almost seemed like, because they introduced all these characters through the yeah. Avengers and that was like the, the foundation of everything. And it, it was building more over time. Like they sort of, you know, had guest appearance by like Wolverine and Spider-Man and you had like the uh, like Luke Cage, Iron Fist and Fantastic Four. And it just, you know, it felt like they were just building a bigger shared universe uh, out of yeah. that, and then it just got, you know, it, it, I think it sort of uh, rights to things, that they just sort of wanted to do things more in-house with Disney or whatever, so it got cancelled, and then they did another Avengers show, which was not very good. Um, and it just feels like a shame, because it's like, you know, you could duplicate what you did with the movies, like, in animated form, that's, like, maybe closer to, like, the original comics, in a way, and, and it was a, they, they juggled so many characters, and honestly, I feel like the versions of those characters they had in that animated show were probably some of the better versions that we've had in animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they felt, Absolutely, it, yeah. it was great. Like Hawkeye was awesome in it. And they had like, you know, like so many good characters. They were expanding so much. And it just felt like such a, a shame. Like it got two solid seasons. And I mean, you could do worse than that, but uh, it Does just it felt like it two seasons. I think it was two seasons. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And they, you know, they there was stuff still brewing on it. It just felt like it had so much potential, not just as an Avengers show, which it already was a really good Avengers show. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of competition for cartoons because, like, what, Avengers United, they stand. <laughs> eh. Um yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, it, it was it's easily the best Avengers cartoon, and it, it really could have launched, you know what I mean? You could have, like, launched out, like, a shared universe of uh, animated shows, uh, through that, that are all kind of connected loosely to each other in a way that I, I feel like they haven't quite, quite been able to pull off. I feel like, you know, DC has always been better at that kind of stuff than, than Marvel. Like, Marvel are kind of hit and miss with their animated Marvel's shows. Marvel's just never really delved too far in, in they just put their toe in the animated yeah. universe. Yeah. And then they pull it, they're like, no, 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 let's focus on this instead. And you're like, just do it. It's yeah. just, it's always yeah, felt it a little inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like, they've had a lot yeah. of projects, but it's like, they're not, like, why would you not want to have like a shared animated universe of like shows? Like, why would you not want that? And it just feels like, yeah, here was your chance. This was perfect. These segments of different things. There was like the Ultimates. They did one and two. Yeah. And then they did like a Doctor Strange and an, and an Iron Man one that had a similar style and looked really good. But then it just stopped. And yeah. They didn't do anything more. And then there was a big span of time. And then they do something else, and then nothing happens. It's well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's Marvel. They've got to start with the new number one, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm. Once a year. So, uh, yeah, that's just one where it felt like, as much as I would love, like, Spectacular Spider-Man had a lot more to do, but, I mean, just the sheer potential in that Avengers show and what what else it could lead into, and, and I thought it was, like, a rock-solid good show that I really, really enjoyed from start to finish, and, uh, yeah, I just think if you brought that back, it could be something really huge. Each of you are heroes, but today, we are all Avengers. So we've we've done a thing a few times. It's been a full episode where we go and we fix a character. But this is a lightning round. We got to keep it tight so it can't be a big character. So I think as a group, we should fix <laughs> Condiment King right now. Ooh. 
Ah, uh, there's nothing to fix. Oh, you know what? You're right. Segment over. <laughs> I feel like you need you need to what would he needs a one bad day, right? He needs a one bad day, and I feel like it, it's got to be something ludicrous, like just getting like a ketchup or a mustard stain on his shirt ruins his career. Like he's like you know working his way up the ladder in business. He's he's engaged to get married. His parents, like, literally, he he gets a mustard stand on his shirt. His boss is just being ridiculous and, like, and fires him. Like, oh, how, how could you look like this? This is ridiculous. His uh, his fiance leaves him. He's a loser. His parents have just had enough of his, uh, you know, they're, they're so, so hard on him. He's trying to keep it together. This mustard stain makes his life fall apart. And he's like, well, I'll do it to all of you. And he just wants to stain everybody shirts with mustard so their lives will also be destroyed. That's now. What is the ketchup? I, I don't know what his actual origin is. Who knows much about the condiment king? Well, ketchup too, because he knows that sometimes mustard is the worst thing you could get on your shirt. But sometimes it's ketchup. Sometimes it's relish. He's prepared. He's got every condiment prepared to ruin your life by staining your shirt at the worst moment. He's, he's also got mayo with him, but the mayo doesn't spray. He's got like a, a jar, and he has to use a knife and he just spoon and just throws it at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he uses a whip, and it's a miracle whip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no? All right. Yes. All right. I tried to yeah. get on board. I really did. <laughs> miracle whip is kind of a, it's got a very Jack Kirby sort of name to it, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. It's, it's one of Darkseid's minions. Yeah. Ooh. It's one of the Furies. What's her name? Lashina? Yeah. Yeah, something. Which I believe is French for the Sheena. (laughs) And it's Spanish for Miracle Whip. Mm. Yeah. That's a a picante Miracle Whip. Oh, spicy. A sandwich just isn't a sandwich without Miracle Whip salad dressing. All right, for the for the next game, we've done like character storm. This is kind of like a character storm, but kind of not. Where it's like we would come up with a name, or and then everybody would come up with like a background and mm-hmm. story or whatever with this character. These are going to be existing characters, but what we're going to do, I have six spots: hero one, hero two, villain one, a thing, a setting, and an action and event. And then we also have a one to six. Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, and then for five and six, uh, just the plethora of other companies like Archie, IDW, Valiant, Ahoy, Indie, Malibu, Boom, Chapter House, Fletcher Hanks, if you want to. Okie dokie. Whatever. Artichoke. So we're going to, if you've got your die handy. Yeah. We'll we'll roll for the first one. This will be for hero number one. Uh, Kyle, roll. That's a two. Two, so that's DC. I want you to pick a DC hero. Me or collectively? If you want it collectively or just you. Uh, what's his name? Good old, what's his name? Uh, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. Okay, so so now hero two, uh, uh, Bri, roll your die. Uh, I got a six. So that's in the Archie, IDW, Valiant, Ahoy, like the All vast anything. Yeah, pick one another hero out of that universe. It's going to be, well, you said Archie, so it's going to be Captain Hero, which is uh, secretly Jughead. Jughead as a superhero. Okay. Back to Kyle. Roll a die. This is for the villain. Three. That is Image. So pick a villain from Image. Uh, I mean, they're all so boring. (laughs) 
They're not like the cool heroes from Image. I'm blanking on an Image book, even. Oh, uh, 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 Violator. I knew you were, I was like, that's the only one I could think yeah. of. Who else could it be? Okay, so. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say Angela, but, you know. Yeah. For number four, it's a thing. So this will be like a car, a weapon, a, a concrete thing that okay. you can hold or whatever. Uh, Bri, roll a die. Not a concept. Not a concept. Two. Two. DC. DC? A DC thing. Yeah. Um. Car, weapon, paraphernalia. Whatever. Right. Green Lantern ring. Ooh. This whole concept may fall flat. <laughs> I, I don't know what the all. end result is going to be, and I'm well, yeah, very we'll, horny we'll for it. Up. Oh, okay. Number five is the setting. So, Kyle, roll a die. That's a six. Six. So that's in the like chapter house, boom, Malibu, indie, ahoy, valiant, IDW, Archie, Fletcher, Hanks, whatever. Ahoy. And it's a, and what? It's a setting. It, it's setting. So a place in any of those. Uh, Pop Tates. <laughs> yes! But the Riverdale version of Pop Tates, which has oh, ghosts no. in it. People are constantly getting murdered and there's neon and well, look, it's always Here's nighttime. the thing. They had to take Pop Tates apart piece by piece and move it because Percival okay. Pickens wanted to destroy it. Riverdale's f- you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Last thing, this is, uh, uh, it's going to be an action or an event. Uh, Bri, roll a die. Okay. I got six. Okay. So we'll, we'll stick with that again. So this is, again, is is Archie, IDW, Valiant, Ahoy, Indy, Malibu, Boom, Chapter House, Fletcher Hanks, anything there. Any sort of action or event. You could It could be an event part of a book. Okay. Or just a single thing that happened. Stardust is rocketing to Earth. <laughs> In his tubular how's spatial. He, I was going to say, how's he going to get there? Oh, he's got a tubular spatial, baby. And, you know, nobody knows what to expect, obviously, because it's like, oh, f- there's a tubular spatial coming to, to the planet Earth. It's going to hit Pop Tates. <laughs> okay, so now we've got two heroes, a villain, a thing, a setting, and an, an action or event. So now I'm going to run through that, remind ourselves and everybody what they were, and then now we have to come up with a very quick pitch for that story. Okay. So it's Blue Beetle, original Ted Cord, Blue, well, not original, but uh, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, Captain Hero, Jughead, mm-hmm. uh, Violator is the villain, there's a Green Lantern ring involved, they're at Pop Tates, the Riverdale Pop Tates, mm-hmm. and the event is a Stardust's uh, tubular spatial event thing. He's, it's, he's blasting right to Earth. I, I got it. I got it. You got it? You got, got it? it? Okay. Guy Gardner has been killed. His ring goes to Pop Tates to to look for, you know, the the next, uh, I don't know, seventh Green Lantern of Earth. Uh, no other planets in the space sector, I guess. No, not at all. Nope, nope. Mild-mannered Jughead Jones is, is having himself a, a burger picnic. When the ring, you know, starts communicating with him, he, he transforms into Captain Hero and is about to put the ring on, but then... Ding, 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 ding. Who walks through that door? Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. And he's like, that was my friend's ring. And I don't know who you are, but, you know, I don't think you're the one for it. Suddenly, Violator appears and starts influencing their minds to, to oh, fight no. each other. Oh. 
Okay. And and then Stardust shows up and he's there too. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pops both their heads off their bodies. Oh my god. <laughs> and puts them in ice hell. And says, chill out a while. <laughs> Violator smiles the whole time. That's right. Right. So, like, yeah. like is Stardust and Violator are still in Pop Tates then, and there's still a Green Lantern ring? Is that what's going on? That's correct. I I guess, yeah. I guess so. I mean, which which of them is worthy to be the Green Lantern? I, I gotta give it to, to Stardust. I think Stardust is the newest Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he can handle that sort of power very responsibly. But, uh, you know, I have to imagine, so uh, he would make short work of, of the Violator, I would assume, and save Pop Tates. The CDCD Pop Tates with all of its neon. Or do Stardust and Violator team up and overthrow Hell? Oh. Hell. Maybe. Because. And that is written by Neil Gaiman. That's yeah. That's correct. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, maybe Jughead. But Todd maybe McFarlane owns Jughead now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jughead and uh, I think that they're going to get out, though. You know, at some point they have to get out of that prison somehow. They have to use their know-how and team up as like a, mm-hmm. an odd couple. They get their heads back. They get out of there. Uh, ultimately, I think the Green Lantern ring is too much power. Uh, you know, Stardust is already very, par- very powerful, obviously, and I feel like he realizes, like, oh, this is too much, I think. Nobody should have this kind of a power, aside from, I guess, all of those goddamn Green Lanterns. So they have to, they're like, none of us can handle this. This is obviously getting out of hand. We're taking over hell now. This is ridiculous. So Jughead, Captain Hero, has to eat the Green Lantern ring in order to, uh, to get rid of it, which he, I assume is one of Captain Hero's powers, is the ability to eat anything. I, it probably isn't, but it should be, and so now the it is. The ability to turn anything into poo. Even corn? Yeah. Yes, yeah. even corn. Yeah. I turn you into poo. But then he, he poops it out, and then uh, Hot Dog gets into the poop. It's disgusting. But oh. then Hot Dog hot dog becomes the, the new Green Lantern because he gets the ring. And that's the origin of Gnert. <laughs> <laughs> As you were telling that story, all I pictured was uh, um, Stardust. Doing the Hal Jordan thing with all the rings. He went and got all the rings and went crazy. <laughs> who's who, who's doing this one? Who's drawing that cover? I don't know. <laughs> I think this is mine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you think James Caan could play Stardust? Yes. Oh, green. I know, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, next up, I have a, a hopefully a really quick watch this now. Which might be a controversial watch this now. It's something that we, uh, I watched with Sherry recently. We've watched, like, a lot of those, like, DC animated movies that had, like, kind of a, a you know, kind of a new 52-ish inspired animated universe that kind of came to an end yeah. with the Apocalypse War, Justice League Dark. Um, so we watched, it was, uh, Constantine House of Mystery. Uh, but it's actually, uh, it's DC Showcase Animated Shorts, Constantine House yeah. of Mystery. Um, and it's, I guess, uh, it's, yeah, so it's like it's not like a feature length. I think it's about half an hour for the Constantine one, or twenty six minutes, or something like that. And then there's like three other shorts that come with it. Um, and at the time, I wasn't aware. I guess like some of those shorts had been previously released as like special features on other movies. Mm-hmm. So some they're yeah. not all new, which is I guess part of the controversy. People are kind of pissed off because they were expecting like a, a full length Constantine movie, and it's not a full length Constantine movie. And admittedly. You wouldn't know that really offhand if you look at this. It's like tiny text that says like three more things. It doesn't tell you how long it is, I don't think. And it, right. I think it says 76 minutes, but that's for everything. 
So, like, yeah, I, I do understand why some people would be a little cheesed off by that little... This wasn't exactly what they expected. Correct. For for sure, they're right to feel that way. I hadn't seen any of them, though. So, if you if you hadn't seen any of these things, this is a nice little collection, actually, because uh, it has a Constantine movie, which is sort of an epilogue um, to the Apocalypse War movie, where he's um, he's basically, like, his answer to it. No, Well, big spoilers, actually. He kind of, like, rewrote time to prevent the worst from happening, and he's being punished, basically, by the Spectre, trapped in the House of Mystery for Eternity, um, where, where spooky stuff goes on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was that was a fun time, if you'd sort of followed uh, the Matt Ryan version of the character in animated form. I don't know if it's the last time, but, uh, you know, it seemed it was a it was a solid little finale for that or at least like an epilogue to that universe and maybe there'll be more from there who knows but the big the stuff also and i guess these probably came out last year in other formats but it completely i had no idea until i watched this one um but there's a a commandy last boy on earth short that is like so like like we said earlier trying to like uh do an animated jack kirby style they really go for that and and much more successfully i would say (laughs) Really? And it's just, nice. Yeah, that yeah. It's, cool. it's it's not like, you know, one-to-one, but it's like they're really, really trying to go Jack Kirby-styled with it, and it's just like kind of a short story of him kind of, um, there's like basically kind of a, you know, like he's from the future world where there's like animal people and stuff like that, and like some of them are like worship uh, this, this mighty hero that existed, and they expect to like rise again to save them, and it was going to be reborn as somebody else, um, and it's sort of... You know, they get kind of caught in this situation where one of them has to prove themselves as as the ne- second coming of this this mighty hero from the past. I won't give any more away, but it was it was pretty fun. Yep. There's uh, uh the, the the losers, which is um you know like the original the losers from like the old days, yeah. the, like the ragtag military group, where they end up uh, yep. stranded on uh, on an island, and I th- I want to say it was like a a mother box or something that they're they have like this very powerful thing there and it's it's very much written as which you've seen a few times in, in other adaptations like this is their last mission and mm. uh it, it's just they're trying to prevent some horrible thing from happening and they have to sort of you know make some sacrifice calls and whatever so it's just a solid little losers movie uh and then there was blue beetle which is uh it's it's very much like a parody of the 60s Spider-Man cartoon. Right. Oh, cool. With like seen, Steve Ditko. Clips. Yeah, with like Steve Ditko characters. So you have like the Blue Beetle, but you got the question and he's like, you know, but they're, it's like a parody. So he's kind of more uh, Ayn Rand. Uh, you know what I mean? A little. And they make some jokes about that. And it's just. It's just a fun, cute little thing. You know what I mean? It's just a fun, cute little loving parody He's got a of theme uh, song and everything. Absolutely, he does. It was really, really cool. So I'm like, I had to actually seen That's these. Awesome. I didn't know they were out previously, so they're all in this one collection. So if you haven't seen them already, this is just a lovely little anthology of some animated shorts, and uh, they did some cool stuff that you don't see all the time. And I want to see more stuff like it. Cool. Cool. That's it. Okay, we're going to play a game. I know, I, I I know. It's not really a game. It's not a game. This isn't a game. This isn't a game. Oh, is it? All right. It's not a game. This is f***ing serious business. So <laughs> This is too listen real. Up. <laughs> listen up, bucko nine. Um, we're going we're gonna to not play dog person, cat person. I'm going to say a comic book character. You're going to tell me, are they a dog person or a cat person? 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not a game, though. It's not a game, so don't smile. I see you smiling. Stop it. That's better. Don't frown okay, either. Just, just neutral. I, I mean, you don't have to... Oh, oh, God, he's crying. He's crying. Merc, it's okay. It's okay. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. Is Raphael the Ninja Turtle a dog person or a cat person? Can you tell me that, buddy? Dog. I think cat, Bribe me to sound effect. Yeah, I, I think he's a cat person. A cat turtle. Okay, Bryce says cat. Merc says dog. The answer do is, to, I don't do know, to, Do we have to qualify our answers, or is it just pure instinct? Yeah, just go just go with your heart. Okay, <laughs> uh, Danny Moonstar. Ooh. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say dog. I'd say dog. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Cat. Yeah, for sure cat. Okay. Or or a chihuahua. Mm. Yeah, like a little a, a little dog that's that's always shaking anyway. <laughs> uh, Bane. Ooh. Chihuahua again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I like that. I like chihuahua for Bane. Bane just with a, that's adorable actually. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Have little have uh, little like little mask that matches you, too with like the little nose yeah. sticking out. Oh yeah. Aww. Aww. You see the softer side of Bane. Yeah. yeah. My little uh, Professor X. Ooh. Uh, Chihuahua. I I think he'd have to be a cat person. <laughs> His blanket's just covered in cat hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got the yeah he's got the blanket and you know yeah you're right and I mean like. Yeah. He's got the hover chair, and I mean, most of the time, like, half the time he can walk anyway, but I mean, you know, I think, I think a cat is more up to his lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not gonna, he's not gonna wheel over uh, a cat's tail, because he's got the hover chair. He hovers. Perfect. And the yeah. cat likes to jump yeah. up on high things, and he hovers, and it's, it, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. relationship they have. All right, two more. Sabretooth. Dude. Yeah, but he has, a, like, a big wild cat. You're thinking, yeah, you're thinking hard. Oh, yeah, like a okay. bit. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see that. Right. Yeah, uh, Lex, Lex Luthor. Oh, I can't. Chihuahua. I cannot see him with a dog. Actually, I can see him with like. Uh, yeah, I think he would have a cat. You could go the full he's villain, got, like the cat that he just pets, yeah. and he's yeah. I'm thinking he's got like a, a genetically modified half cat, half dog. <laughs> but they're just they're just two butts. Yeah, put yeah. Together. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Superman. Superman has a dog, so there's zero chance that Lex Luthor would have a dog. Just out of just. He might like dogs, but he's like, Superman has a dog, so I won't. He would have a better dog. Well, I think we know that he has, he has like a shark and a tank in his office, right? But I mean, that's not the same. Be a dog shark. Dog shark. Or a shark dog. Shark dog. Like, eek the cat. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Bonus one, Craven the Hunter. (sighs) He has dog and a cat. And they're both dead and mounted on his wall. Oh, he made the cat into his vest and the dog into his pants. <gasps> he has Garfield. Because he made that into his vest. He would get uh, his, his, he's got like a, like a bulldog. He's got like a big bulldog that is just like, not very fast. And he's like, <gasps> he's like, oh, I caught you. Oh, I caught you again. And that's a little game they play. It's like an old bloodhound oh, uh, yeah. that's like so old. And he's just, he loves it, but it's just, you know. Who's Rufus? You're Rufus. It's like, you're embarrassing me. I'm Craven the Hunter and you can't keep up. I I definitely want the unbeatable Squirrel Girl version of Craven uh, to have this dog. That's, that's, Mm. that has to happen. 
Rufus. I agree. I am Draven the Hunter. I'll show you who's the leader of this safari. Ha! How I wish that shark had left Iron Man for me. I've got a read this now. Um, there's only one issue of it out. It's from Image. It just came out I, this past week or maybe the week before, and I missed it the first week, but I just, I went to my local comic shop and I was uh, getting my stuff and I just kind of looked around like, oh, what, what's new that I might be interested in? And I picked this up. It's called I Hate This Place. Oh, I've heard of this. Um, it's uh, written by uh, Kyle Starks, yeah. who's Eisner-nominated creator of Sex Castle and Rock Candy Mountain. He was a writer for Rick and Morty and Invader Zim. Uh, he worked on Skybound. Um, the art is by, Ar- and I apologize if I'm saying this wrong, Artium, 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 I don't know how to say that, Topolin. Uh I can't find much on this artist at all. Hmm. Uh, they worked on Skybound, and yeah. I, that might be where they met Kyle's Starks or linked there. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the color is by Lee uh, Lowridge and letters by Pat Brozo. Uh, the colors I mentioned specifically because the colors are f- gorgeous in this book. Yeah. It's like a weird. It's it's really cool art. It's nice. It's very inky. Um, kind of a Frank Avila sort of feel to it okay. but it's very bright and Ooh. like vibrant colors nice. um basically a lot of, the lot of true color is, shots i like that yeah yeah that's something There's that i really that. i want to learn how to color like that yeah just to do like yeah the two things yeah yeah um i've tried there it's the the story of gabby and trudy a couple they're off to gabby's aunt's ranch who just passed away and she hasn't inherited she has inherited this ranch but like obviously this is just issue one you don't really fully know what's going on but really they don't really hate this place yet it's ghosts it's poltergeists it's ufos murder survivalists vhs tapes of doom Ah. um i did see online somewhere when i was looking this up and you'll i'm and i'm showing this to everybody this is an audio podcast but you i'm showing the cover to them and it says i hate this place across the top and it said uh elsewhere i saw fuck this place <laughs> and oh. it's like fuck with wingdings and whatever so you yeah know what it's but it, i was like oh is it elsewhere it's called fuck this place and here it's called i hate this place i don't hmm. know weird but uh here yeah, it's called fuck this of, place x kind of fun um interesting uh art there's like just weird stuff coming out there's like uh mystical and supernatural stuff there's like the horned god kind of thing yeah it's it's interesting so that's what i got check give it a read take a look it's in a book uh and i guess to wrap this up i guess uh, i have uh it's not a game exactly. Uh, we just—it's another thing where you I have a list of people. I have some questions. It's gameish. Um, so Jay Boas, a good friend of mine, friend of the show, has uh, Jay mm-hmm. Photography on Instagram has uh, suggested in the past that we do uh, a, a Butler Olympics for like different comics butlers. I'm not sure if we've ever done this. Didn't we? I think we did that. We might have done this. So this is sort of like that. I it, honestly, it was in my book as something to do when we were doing the Batman. It's one, but we didn't do Olympics. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this case, we're specifically, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna f- firmly choose the best Alfred of all time, of all the f- live action movie Alfreds. 
Uh, so we got Alan Napier from uh, the the movie one. So like you know, Batman the mm-hmm. series, Batman the movie in the sixties. We got Michael Guff yep. from uh, the the Tim Burton movies onward. We got uh, Michael Caine from uh, the Nolan movies. We got uh, Jeremy Irons from the the Snyderverse, and we got uh, Andy Serkis, who we've most recently seen in the Batman. So uh, of these five Alfreds. Uh, who do you most trust to uh, repair the Batmobile's engine? Andy Circus, I think. Yeah, it's between Circus and Kane. Andy Circus is just a grimy dude, you know? He'll get yeah, in there. Yeah, he, he just seems like a guy who's like, okay, rolling up the sleeves, yep. diving in. Yeah, I, I Potentially, Jeremy Irons would do pretty good, but I, I might trust Circus more with it. I think you're right. I think it's Circus. Okay, okay we, just, we need to, we need to settle this. He has a ball. Uh, number two, yeah. uh, teach Bruce to uh, to dance. Could it be the Batusi, or could it be uh, more of a a fancy ballroom dance? He has to teach uh, Bruce how to dance. I think uh, the Tim Burton one. Really? Yeah. I feel like he was the oldest Alfred. Oh, he's he the was oldest. Pretty he old, was dust. but I mean, he was. You didn't dust. see him moving that much, but he seemed like a a, a well educated, like a fancy gentleman. From from yeah from England. I, I feel he would have that knowledge. Yeah. In okay, him. all right. I can't. I, I, can I can't see An- Andy Circus would just punch you and say, "Just dance." Yeah. No, he chose how to dance me. like a monkey. Dance for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm willing to accept. I, I Michael Caine potentially, but uh, awesome. You got to give Guff something so that this would be. All right. Yeah. The Riddler, the, it, the Riddler invades the Batcave when uh, when when Bruce is out Batmaning, and he has to contend with the nefarious Riddler on his own. Uh, who do you who do you think would do the best job of it? Uh, Alan Napier. Yeah, yeah. That well, that well, because he's only he's which, only got to fight Riddler. Frank Gorshin. Yeah, if he's if it's Gorshin, yeah, Napier. It's got to be yeah. Gorshin. We got to go with the Gorsh. All right, Napier. Okay. That makes sense. It's gotta uh, be the Gorsh. Who do you trust? Oh, who do you trust to uh, raise a, t- uh, a traumatized ten-year-old boy into a well-adjusted man? Um, you know what? Uh, <laughs> like, just the blank stare. Like none. none. <laughs> that one, that one, I would say Gus. Yeah. Because yeah. he seems the least insane. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, like, Napier, I mean, you could himself. argue that uh, Adam West is the most well-adjusted Bruce Wayne of the lot. But, I mean, Aunt Harriet was also there. She was also there, correct, yes. And also, like, you know, Alfred sort of, he didn't, you know, uh, yeah, I think Guff, Guff's a good one. Guff's a good one. I think I can agree oh. with that. Obviously, uh, I don't think... You don't uh, know how he did it alone. Jeremy Irons Maybe clearly fucked up. He did not. Michael Precisely. Kane has baggage. Yeah. 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 Well, he's addicted to ether. Yeah. Ooh. Cider House rules! <laughs> <laughs> See, the Cider House rules reference, was that like a Bush X reference earlier, too? Is that what you're talking about, the Canadian version? Yeah. Yeah. You're so... Kyle, you're, you're, you're so good. Oh, I appreciate hey, all of your references. Thank, thank you. Um... <laughs> They're All right. not jokes. Yes. Uh, uh, next is uh, setting up and programming the Bat Computer. I mean, I think that's a Jeremy Irons. Yeah. He that's seems the most competent. Jeremy's Iron. <laughs> There's another reference for you. But it's like, Michael Guff and Napier are just too old. There's no way. Uh, so Andy Serkis is more, hand, you know. 
And Michael Caine, I just a fighter I don't, and a mechanic. Yeah, I don't see Michael Caine being good at computers. I just, I just don't. No, no. So irons, he, it makes sense. He loses his password and then he goes to put in his new password and it says his his new password can't be the same as his old password and he's oh fly me, fly me. And he's calling T Baytel mm-hmm. and he's on hold for <laughs> four hours. He's calling from Gotham, so I don't know what he's expecting, but <laughs> wow, it's just the number he had. This is the number he had, yeah. He's looking uh, for and lastly. Savings. Uh, which one do you trust to convince Bruce to eat something, for God's sake, before he goes out as Batman? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Caine's on the board. Uh, You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Yeah, I can... Yeah, I think I couldn't put up with that. I was just like, fine, I'll eat it. Shut up, God. Yeah, I I, I, I buy that. I buy that. Um, so the, everyone, everyone got at least one point, but Ma- Michael, Michael Guff, uh, You know Tim what Burton's... I like is those Austin Powers movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm not watching the third one again. I'll eat the sandwich. <laughs> um, so the winner with two out of these six is, uh, is, uh, 1989, baby. Michael Guff is the definitive Alfred based on this objective measure. So we finally settled it. We've really Best done Alfred. it. He's, When's he's he the coming champion, back? Alfred. Oh. Yeah, awkward. Ugh. He's a hologram. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to bury another Batman. Another Batman? How many Batmans has he been burying? How many are there? I've buried 14 Batmans I've buried so far. 14 Batman. And a little pointy ears I'm in a box. I'm not going to bury another nylon cloak with pointy ears that people wear at birthday parties. <laughs> Kakakoom, that ends the lightning round. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, th- uh, like, share, share it around, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Uh, who are we? We are. We are. Well, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out that I do. I do like artsy sort of stuff at thekylelees.com or thekylelees on Instagram or shop. On Instagram, if you just want to go right to the part where you give me money for stuff, I wouldn't blame you. Who could? Uh, I'm Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. That's where you can give me money. Mm. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at Merck on Facebook, Merkanaut, like astronaut, on Instagram. Rad. And I'm Bry Kotick. You can check out my comic at welcometohereafter.com. You can find me on Instagram at B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. That's my name. Um, I don't really have a store on the on, on the online. I probably should. I should probably have done that years ago, but it hasn't happened yet. But if you, you can send money, Merck or I money, that's true. We'll give it to Bry. That'd be wonderful. If it's, um, if it's or, for his stuff. If you're if you're or, in Thunder Bay, you can always uh, visit us at the Thunder Bay Country Market. Uh, that's Wednesdays from three thirty to six thirty. And that is uh, Saturdays from uh, 8 a.m. till 1 p.m. And you can give any or all three of us money and our good friend Ryan Mackett, who's also with us there at the Weird Work Studios booth on the second floor. Check us out. Thanks, as ever, to Ocean City Defender, uh, KP Merkley, for doing all the music that wasn't in this episode. It's at the beginning. And you know what? Just for fun, we're going to play it again right now. He's like, oh, I caught you. Oh, I caught you again. And that's a little game they play. Oh, buddy.